0: Uh, let's go on a Wednesday. It's the Plank Show with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank as we come to you live from the Brown O'Haver Studios. Kinda. Kinda. Josh is standing by in the Brown O'Haver Studios. I today am live from our Goldsby slash Washington studios. Got a few things to take a few items that need to be checked off the to-do list and seeing that what remote and tomorrow I believe we are with our friends at Cavens, and then with the eclectic with the eclectic holiday schedule coming up in fact Josh if I'm not mistaken this is your Friday right doesn't vacation start tomorrow? It Manana? does.
1: It, it does. Mañana. Yes, this is. Uh, it is a Friday, sort
0: of. Congratulations. Uh, what's the big holiday plan? Anything exciting going on that you can talk about, or would you rather keep your location under wraps? No, no, no.
1: It, it's all good. Uh, headed up north to Kansas City to see the Plaza district and Christmas lights and all that fun stuff. See some friends in, in Wichita as well. So just taking a weekend here at the end of the year off. So
0: nothing, nothing wildly exciting. I I turned in my vacation days, both of them very late. Like I typically do and come to find out literally one of the days I'm taking off is a day that is now a station wide vacation day. So does that mean I get to add another day or or not? How does that work? Like, if you ask, and you would think I would know this, but when you ask for a day off, and then that day off, they're like, oh, no, 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 everybody's off that day. <laughs> right. So does that, does that mean I get the day before then off that I hadn't asked for or no? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I like this. I like this. Let's go. How was your uh, how was your Tuesday night? Anything fun in the Helmer household?
1: It was a good night. It was a good night, my friend. And how was yours?
0: It was good. I uh I found myself I'm all in right now. I'm writing two big articles. It was going to be three, but uh up on a consultant consult consulting consulting conversation with Lindsay, Lindsey Cuomo, who I – I don't know what the power struggle is like over at Boyd Street and 19th Street, Josh. Someday, maybe I can truly understand that dynamic. So I don't know, like, if at OU Photo Guy is the boss or at Lindsay, uh, what's Lindsay's Twitter feed, do you know? Or if Lindsay's the boss. But we had originally – we're going to do three different stories, and we kind of had a little come – not a come to Jesus, but a little meeting last night. It was like, let's just write one on gymnastics. So – I'm working on this massive feature for gymnastics, which has been fun. And I am, uh, I'm also learning quite a bit about Sam Sam Godwin, who we're writing about for the next episode of 19th Street and Boy Street. So it was a big writering night. But it was also, I don't know if you happen to catch the crossover. By the way, I have no idea what happened at the end of the crossover. I have no idea what just happened there. Uh, but apparently there was something with Christmas lights that I missed from earlier in the show. But I did unveil that I, uh, I I I watched Miracle on 34th Street for the first time. Is that one of those? And I get the sense, with the way that my whole family was acting, it's one of those movies that at some point, Josh, my family should have should have subjected me to at a much younger age, right?
1: Probably, but I've never seen that
0: myself, so I don't really have anything to stand on go. here. There you go. There's certain must-watches. Right, every year we're going to watch Polar Express and we're going to watch Christmas Vacation fifty times. I I am I am in a very Christmassy family. All right, our uh, our decorations have been up since Thanksgiving. The lights on the house have been up probably a couple of days after the the OU regular season came to an end. So we are Christmas personified here in in the heart of Goldsby slash Washington. Oklahoma so for me like this idea that people watch anything other than Christmas movies at night when it's not a sporting event it's kind of unique right I'm, I'm wait what you you actually got to watch a show other than a Christmas movie congratulations <laughs> though I was I will say two things happened last night in the sports world number one since well in my world world number one since you and I are kind of cut from the same cloth here when it comes to writing we both enjoy writing right we do We just hate the process of getting started. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, especially for magazine-type stories like that. I'm really bad on the, oh, we've got plenty of time before the the deadline comes, and then the next thing you know, you look up and you're like, all right, this bad boy is due next week, or this thing is due by the end of the week or whatever. So for me, last night was about working on the feature – but it was also about procrastinating unlike anything you've ever seen. I'm probably not watching Miracle on 34th Street, Josh, unless I'm procrastinating. I watched all of the second half of Alabama and Memphis in college basketball and then flipped over and watched all of the fourth quarter and overtime of the lakers Celtics. I can't say all of it, but a majority of it, flipping back and forth. That doesn't happen. I also did some extensive research last night on Aaliyah's tragic plane crash. Don't know if you were aware of that. I don't know how I felt on that rabbit hole. I volunteered myself for a 10 o'clock trip to the grocery store to get ice. Hey, anyone need ice or anything from the grocery store? The things that you do when you're procrastinating, Josh Helmer, uh, it's it, it can become pretty epic.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely it can, which is good for you for finding a couple excuses to do just that, to procrastinate.
0: Did you know that they have now, apparently someone has written a book that claimed that Aaliyah was drugged and made to get on the plane even though she didn't want to fly out of the Bahamas? Who knew? I was on an R&B kick yesterday. I blame that. So welcome into the Plank Show on a on a Wednesday. We got a lot to get to on the sports side of things. Josh, I don't know how much you ended up getting to play. We're going to be on somewhat of a similar schedule today, unfortunately. But I don't know how much you got to play at 1130. But today, uh, I have, and it should be in the old carry-off inbox, I talked to Hal Mummy yesterday about Mike Leach. And again, this is going to sound a little bit odd to say, but I thought, knowing how sad losing a guy like Mike Leach truly is, is it weird to say that yesterday was a fun day to hear all the stories and hear all the tributes to Mike Leach. I know that, again, I'd much rather be talking about Mississippi State and Illinois playing in a bowl game and Mike Leach being their head coach and what the future is going to look like when we get to the SEC and and, and Brent Venables versus Mike Leach and OU versus Mississippi State. I'd much rather that be the reality, but, you know, he passed. And to me, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. To see the outpouring of support and the different stories that were out there throughout the day yesterday, as much as
1: somebody's passing can be cool, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome to see just the overall love, the outpouring of support, the you know collective revisiting, or for for some the first time visiting sure. of classic quotes and moments from Mike Leach. What a character! Uh, You know, for for Bob Stoops coming on the the T-Row in the morning show to share his thoughts yesterday morning and then with the the rush yesterday afternoon, just uh, an incredible day to honor Mike Leach's legacy.
0: I know that for all of those men and women who told their stories about Mike Leach, I know yesterday could not have been, at least in their minds, a day of, you know, enjoyment, a day of anything other than just sadness and sorrow and dare I even go at morning. But I thank you to Bob Stoops. I, I think you guys will thoroughly enjoy hearing from how mummy later today. It's just, it's, it's not easy to talk about someone in the past tense. It's hard. Uh, it's, it's also not easy to do it whenever you're doing it on, on live airways. And, and you're you're telling a story where at any moment when you're telling a story, it hits you where it's like, oh my gosh, they're gone. You know, grief is a wild thing and it can hit you when you least expect it. And, you know, sometimes others deal with it differently. And maybe for some, telling those stories were their way was their way of dealing with it, right? I talked to Ruffin McNeil, Josh, yesterday for about 20 minutes. And he was sharing some of the stories about it, and I talked to some of his former players, and you know it had to be hard for them. But everyone grieves in their own way, and again, this is this is not the whole show today. You know, obviously, we're going to hear from the innovator, how mummy of of the air raid offense, the guy that gave Mike Leach his first job later in the show. But I mean, it's still kind of wild whenever you take inventory and you think about what he meant, not just – and I get caught up sometimes in saying, oh, what Mike Leach meant to the Big 12, but you take that broad view, man, and you just watch football today, it's not just the Big 12. It's all of football. It's the way offenses are run. It's the way spacing is used. It's the way that, you know, create – not to say that we weren't in creative offenses, but, you know, the Big 12, pre-Mike Leach and Bob Stoops at Oklahoma, I think – how did Dusty describe it? You're playing it in a phone booth right? It's, uh, it's power football. It's three, three, four yards in a cloud of dust, if you will. Now you bring in Mike Leach and he spreads you out and you're going sideline to sideline and you know, all uh, essentially 11 pieces of the offense are a weapon in this offense, even the linemen. So I just again, it it's a sad sad time in college football and the tributes will continue, but I, I found myself learning more things yesterday than even I knew. I, I didn't know That the story was real, that he brought a kicker on to take over as the Texas Tech field goal kicker, Josh, that he saw kick during a competition or like a giveaway during a football game. Like Texas Tech had a kick for the kick for your rent competition during timeout of, of a football. Is it was this a known story and I was the last one to hear this one? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, I, I, it was new to me. It was new to me.
1: I, I think so, and then maybe it's just been kind of forgotten, right? It, it
0: felt new. Yeah. Oh, no, but I, I, I had no idea about Matt Williams, or at least I'd completely forgot about him, that he kicks a field goal for 30 yards for free rent during a game. Leach is watching, sends his assistant strength and conditioning coach to catch up with Williams, and the next thing you know, he's their kicker. You know, he, And not only was he their kicker, he was really good as a kicker at Texas Tech. All because Leach was paying attention to an in-game promotion. Now, for those of you that ever question any of the in-game promotions at the University of Oklahoma, I'm looking at you, Murdoch. You never know what you might find. Maybe it's BV's way of scouting for talent. Maybe it is. But... In all reality, I thought that was a cool story. I had forgotten about his cameo on Friday Night Lights, and he's asking the coach how to get to, to Lubbock, and it talks about swinging his sword. He's like, you're not swinging your sword. So I just – I thought it was, again, that sounds like a broken record today, how mummy coming up at uh, 1130 this morning. It's It's been a really heartfelt couple of days to hear some of the stories surrounding what he was like as a coach. As a player, uh, excuse me, to his players, as a as a teammate, as a as a person, and the person who was Mike Leach, pretty pretty crazy uh, to think about the life that he led. I, I'll tell you one that I did hear that I didn't know before. Obviously, he spent a lot of times where was it Key West, where he spent a lot of time during the summers, or was it Palm Springs, or I think it was Key West, right? That sounds right. Okay, um, that wasn't the most positive affirmation of (laughs) absolutely it could be yeah (laughs) but so during his time after texas tech had let him go he was doing a lot of radio and he did Sirius xm shows and he would do them from palm springs or excuse me uh west palm where he would just hang out and that's where you go and during commercial breaks he would swim laps like, he would go jump in the pool during the commercial break and just swim around, and then he'd come back on the air, put the headset on, and be out of breath. More, more, more so than typically, be like, oh, all right, I'm back, I'm ready, let's go. <laughs> he would literally just swim in the pool during commercial breaks, which isn't a bad idea, Josh. We need to talk to Casey and Brian about adding a swimming pool during commercial breaks, just diving in. I think it'd be the future of radio. But we continue to remember Mike Leach here on the show. All right, when we come back, Reset the uh, reset the docket, cleanse the palate. Coming up at ten a.m. this morning, Bob Blue is going to join us from CBS in Austin. It's it's another hard topic to talk uh, talk about. What is the latest involving Chris Beard? And you know, I keep refreshing Twitter, but I just I don't see how he can remain the head coach at Texas. I just don't see it. So we'll we'll dive into that. Liv Golf is coming to Oklahoma. Do we need to have a special episode of the Gimme Zone, Josh, to talk about this?
1: Oh, I think we're going to absolutely have to do that.
0: Mm. So, we'll we'll get into what that means. And I said it in the tweet that actually was sent on time to promote the show today. Portal's picking up for Oklahoma. Now, we're still awaiting a commitment outside of Austin Stogner and outside of what they got yesterday from what – I mean, I think I'm not alone – If you missed Brandon Drum on the show yesterday, it's on the podcast page. He talked about it. Maybe the best defensive player in the uh, portal and Deshaun McCullough. So McCullough and Stogner, the two ads, could there be more? And is anyone at all surprised about the amount of attention that's being paid to receiver and offensive line based on what we know in the portal so far for Oklahoma? It's all coming up on a very busy Wednesday edition of the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Do you, uh? Do I need to crank up my audio? Am I okay? Are you good? You could bring it up a smidge. I think. Right, hold on here. Let me see. Turn it up over there. Hold on a second. Everybody, wait. Oh, all right. How is that? Is that better? Yeah, that's that is uh yes, that is a little okay. bit better. Anytime I hear the bumper music drop significantly, I'm like, oh great. Sorry. Did you happen to get the big invite for the team? Norman survey. Team Norman survey. I, I don't know that I did. Well, you're about to get it right now. I think we need to go through this on the air. And and I think, again, before someone's like, oh, I you no, I think that's what they want. They want more input. That's the whole point of sending out a survey. You want to get as much input as you possibly can. You want to get as much feedback. If you don't want more people involved in it, then what are you sending out a survey for? But it's kind of fascinating. Because I gotta be honest with you, Josh. And, and I understand. Listen, I don't want to get Sean mad at me, or I'm not a Norman resident, so the tax, uh, the, the sales tax, property tax ramifications of it, I completely understand where people get mad. It's like, oh, you don't live in Norman, you don't understand what this could mean. I don't even know what it might look like on the ballot, but I know I felt like we missed the vote, uh, the boat when we voted this down the first time. But again, that's me being greedy from a sports fan's perspective. Who, in lieu of what might have been some increased taxes on it, is probably going to spend a lot of money at, a, at, a, at an arena in Norman. Probably would be in town a lot more than maybe even I typically am, and definitely frequenting some of the restaurants around, say, uh, a, a University North Park facility. But as we sit here at nine, and, and maybe, again, I'm not a politician, but I'm really good at playing one on the radio, maybe it was positioned poorly. Right, maybe we were in a time where it was just positioned poorly to the public that that helped to get it shot down. That's that's just me, but it's it is really it's very it's reassuring to see at the very least, Josh, that they are they're reopening the idea of okay, what might this look like? What what might this look like if? we want to try to go out one more time and see if we can make this work because i i personally i personally think that there is as much momentum as we've ever seen for a new basketball arena and a facility beyond just let's say what's on campus at oklahoma am, am i is this just me maybe getting too caught up in the ref sports radio network, or do you think that there might be something to it? I, like, I don't know. That's I say the ref sports radio network. I mean, those are like, we need a new arena. We need this. Uh, am I getting too caught up in the air comfort solutions? Text line.
1: Maybe so. It's tough for me to gauge that. I mean, obviously, yes, we do live in this bubble where most everybody here is. Absolutely. We need a new arena. Right. right. But that is not the entire population. Of the city of Norman, it's trying to convince the the other half, or perhaps more than half, out there that they they don't want their tax dollars increased, or they're not interested in an, in an arena. Sure, but uh, we did what you know, I think it was last February where we saw that Norman transcript article get published that the arena comeback was was making its way back, and now here we find ourselves today.
0: I I think it'd be really cool. I really do. You know, I, in talking to K.J. Kindler, I think there's some cool things that can be done with the Lloyd Noble Center for Women's Gymnastics, too. You know, it when we head to the SEC, OU, I believe, is going to be the only women's gym program that shares a facility. So that, again, I'm getting very much over my skis here. But I think... I'm still a part of that group that is sad we weren't able to get this pushed through the first time and thinking about, wow, where could we be, Josh, in the process if this would have passed round one, right? I, I just think it would be fascinating. But to me, no tapping out. No tapping out, no giving up. I'm glad to see that it is is at least within the conversation. And, and to be honest with you, I don't really know, like you said, last February – the Norman Transcript had an article about it. I don't know how breaking this is or if people have just kind of started to pay attention to it more. Maybe the the publicity can has ratcheted up a notch. Uh, the publicity campaign has ratcheted up a notch. But again, I I don't, I mean, to me, I don't really see that there's anything new outside of the fact that they sent out a survey. To me, it kind of seems as if, everything that is being talked about now is very similar to what we had learned back in February, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I, I don't know that there's been a ton to it. You, you know, you mentioned if it had gone through the, the first time, I mean, the arena would be done, right? right? I mean, it'd be built by now if it had, if it had gotten approved.
0: It's kind of funny. I was looking at this. It says, which of the following types of entertainment events do you typically attend each year? And the very first one on here is arena football. Do I love arena football, but whoever put this together, would the idea be that may- maybe an arena football team could be coming to normal? Oh, my gosh. I Build the arena now. Is arena football even still around? Or is it just the seven? We might be
1: bringing it back. <laughs> we <laughs> might single-handedly in Norman be, be bringing arena football back.
0: There are a couple here, just real quick, off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. An on-campus arena within walking distance of the dorms would help create a better basketball atmosphere. Uh, There are a shocking number of people in Norman who do not want to help OU sports in any way. Is that true? Definitely a
1: shocking number of people that, yeah, don't don't, uh, have the interest or care or want to help Oklahoma athletics, more concerned with
0: other things, right? Well, I mean, listen, as as someone who, I guess you could say, lives in the Norman area, I mean, what 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 do you think this place would be if OU wasn't here? I mean, I just I, – I hate to sound like a, a jerk, but, I mean, you, your traffic would be much nicer. I understand that. I mean, man, summers in Norman are pretty awesome. There's no way you're able to go places. It's great. You're right but, though. The the financial the
1: financial everything of Norman Oklahoma's totally tied into the university.
0: Um, woo, Steve Braun with a good idea on the super secret textoso line. Collegiate arena football? <gasps> Josh Helmer, we just made billions on this program today. Can you imagine a college arena football league? Let's go. And let's say you you get to campus, and you're like a walk-on. Things aren't going well. It's like, I'm going to step away from football. No, you're not. (laughs) You're playing arena football. You can find kickers there like crazy. Ask Luke Phillips. Arena Football League kicking, hardest kicking there was. Um, And just a couple of others on this, Brian and Tulsa. If you don't want to help with OU Athletics, blocked. Listen, we can't block anyone anymore. Ted won't allow me. Ted's bigger than me. Um, Plank, there's an arena football team in Tulsa. Are you living under a rock? Uh, Yeah, I guess I am. Sorry, Kendall. You are much more uh, on to what's going on with arena football than I am right now. I assume that the crowds are booming, too, which was fantastic. And it's actually starting this spring. So, Kendall trying to sound like a smart Alec? Do, do I need to go apply to Ted and see if I can block Kendall? Because if you're saying, are you living under a lock," They haven't played a damn game yet. So you can't sit there and be like, oh, you didn't know it's back. Yeah, I didn't know they're back. They haven't played a damn game yet, Kendall.
1: Hey, there's a new arena football league team coming to Tulsa.
0: <laughs> I do like this idea, though. Um, also... Who would be our arena indoor coach for OU? And why would Ralph Rucker be the starting quarterback? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the starting quarterback from the Norman Nomads, Ralph Rucker. And then we could start the rivalry with both Tulsa and Oklahoma City as punishment if the Oklahoma City Wranglers lose To the Norman Normads, you must drive back I-35 in traffic.
1: (sighs) And if you thought Loud City was
0: crazy, welcome to Rucker Park. (laughs) See, look at us. I love it. I love the idea. By the way, sidebar, how could you name a Tulsa Arena football team the Oilers? You have a built – you're the talents, for goodness sakes. You're the Tulsa – why would you bring in a team and name them after the hockey team? They're the talents, for goodness sakes. You don't – this isn't hard. You know what made Mike Leach's spread offense so brilliant? It's simplicity. I wrote this down. I learned this yesterday. They did uh, – he knew a lot about a little and something about everything. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. You've got the talents. Um, one more quick one here. I'm not getting caught up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line yet. I got the survey as well, and I have lived in a town that built something similar to this, and the property did not go up that much, less than 2%. Yeah. Again, that's getting into the smart area. I'm, I'm not smart enough to understand and again, when did they do it? Well, uh, it's two percent too much. Right. But but again, I would say if you're like, uh I lived in an area and they did this and it was less than two percent. Well, when did they build it? You know, I don't know about you guys, but I can't even I can't even grab a snack for anything less than like ten bucks anymore. And I'm trying to eat healthy. So inflation is kind of a B and it's real right now. So I you can sit there going, Yeah, we did it before and it was less than that. Well, it's also, I don't know. 10, 15 years since they did that? But I understand. I, I completely get what you're talking about. Davis Bevel could be the backup. Stop it. All right, we'll do a break. Um, 9.35. If you got the survey, take, it, take the time to fill it out. Did you get the, the link I sent you? Did you email it to me? Oh, that's right. You've, like, changed your email on me a couple of times now. Is it still... There it is. Yeah, yeah. It should be sent to you. Okay, I, I'll, I'll pull it up. I either send it to you or Josh Poteet. Those are the uh, <laughs> those are the two Joshes I talk to regularly.
1: potizi might need it too, so speaking, that'll be good.
0: Hey, by the way, speaking of Josh Potit speaking of potizi tomorrow, 10 a.m., Jenny Bronchek, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. So that's coming up tomorrow. All right, when we come back, Transfer Portal News. There's apparently a new offer or at least another player we know has received an offer from Oklahoma. Don't know how new these are, right? Because it could have been around for a while, and they just let you know on social media. We'll dive into it next, right here on The Ref. This can, can I ask you one of the questions on this survey that's got me thrown for a little bit of a loop? Uh-oh. You may. Hold on. I just hit the back button. It took me all the way out of the survey. It's like, hey, can we can we hit something other than the back button? Um. All right. Thankfully, though, Josh, I was worried that this could happen, and so I took uh, took a screenshot of it. Here we go. I guess I know my storage is low. How often <clears throat> do you attend inter uh, entertainment events in each of the following areas? And it's wild because City of Norman is there with Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Wichita, Dallas, Fort Worth, Amarillo, and Little Rock. Hmm. Interesting. I would have to say, you know, do I include my OU football games, right? So I'm going to Dallas, you know, at least every year. Um. I, I mean, I have to include softball, so I go to Wichita like every other year. But I, I guess what I find interesting is w- w- what are they trying to position there? In other words, hey, if you're going to Norman – or excuse me, if you're going to Tulsa, if you're going to Wichita, if you're going to Fort Worth, Little Rock, here is an arena that might have some of those events that would keep you from having to make those trips. I wonder if those in Tulsa with the BOK Center are in favor of this. I wonder if those in OKC with the Paycom Center are in favor of a potential arena in Norman. Now, I don't think, now suddenly the Thunder, I mean, you've got a regular tenant at Paycom, Right? So they're not concerned about it. And OU basketball, both men's and women's, and I'm sure select gymnastics meets, would take priority in a potential new Norman arena. But just as I was going through this and in, in kind of just taking the survey, I can't help but wonder, Josh, do you, think, do you think that they are fans or would support this? Or do you think that like the Tulsa and, and OKC Entertainment peeps, those with the Paycom and the BOK Center, do you think they would be a bit against it? You think you'd see people at Dickies Arena that would fire? oh, you know they they don't need it. Kind of like what Mark Cuban was for a while with the Thunder. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. You know, obviously o-
1: Oklahoma fans, I think in general are going to be supportive of this. But other business owners, yeah, I, I look that that would directly. Potentially impact some of the acts or concerts that would go to maybe the BOK Center. Though I would almost turn around and argue that it just adds another stop in the sure. region. I mean, a lot of a lot of folks, if they're touring through here, look, they're happy to do a OKC Norman show and then turn around and do a Tulsa show. Right? They mm-hmm. understand that it's two separate markets. Like, yeah, some people, if you're only making one stop, will drive from Tulsa to come to Oklahoma City or Norman, or from OKC and Norman. Vice versa to Tulsa, right? But there's a lot of folks that some pretty smart business people out there in terms of these concerts and comedy shows and what have you that understand, you know what, let's just do both stops.
0: Agreed. You know, hey, if we're here and in, instead of maybe two nights at a place, it might be one night in OKC and one night in Norman. I, and again, when we're we don't even know what capacity might look like, things of that nature. So I, I don't know what type of events. I'm still working through this survey. But I cannot log in. By the way, you can't. Toby was saying the same thing. It won't let me. Even in the direct, did I send you the direct link? Try the direct link. I sent a direct link to it. Okay, let's see. I literally just sent it. Let's see if maybe that might work a little bit better. Just hey, hang with this live radio right nope. now. No, it appears the code you have entered is invalid. Mm. Please use the email link on the login page if you feel this is an error. Well, t- use the email link on the login page. That's unreal. Oh, well. Um, I will just s- – I will fill out, like, 18 different versions just of it. Just send me a couple
1: of screenshots. I'm just curious what some of the questions are that it asks.
0: Yeah, I will. I'll send – I'll just send screenshots if they won't let me. And I – because I think it's cool to know what they're asking, right? This isn't I, – I, I don't know how I somehow got magically selected for this, but it's it's pretty awesome to just kind of get into what they're asking – what they, uh, what it appears to be is a hope that they might be able to at least justify bringing this to a ballot sooner rather than later. Hey, no, guess what? Here's what's going on. People in Norman are traveling to Amarillo, you know, five times a year, so why can't we get them to just stay here? I, I, again, assuming a lot of things. And when I started looking through the events that they ask if you attend, you know, this was – we thought – come on, y'all. I'm old, all right? I've been around for a minute. I'm old enough to remember whenever Tulsa shot down the first attempt at a downtown arena. And uh, it was one of the first things that I ever got to cover. We're going back a little bit here at T-Town. We're going back to the late 90s. And there was no BOK Center. There was no downtown arena. And we were fighting and scratching and clawing to get a downtown arena. Hell – there wasn't a downtown baseball ballpark. Everyone, the only thing that was downtown was some stupid infomercial for apartment living where the guy got on TV and went downtown is a boom town and it wasn't. It was a freaking ghost town. There was nothing down there. And I only remember that I only remember that stupid infomercial because it would be on incessantly whenever I had insomnia and would be up all night. That and Christina's International Connections. I mean, just those were two things that were incessantly on. Downtown was not good. It wasn't. But built the BLK Center. Moved downtown for the drillers. Now, ask Travis. He knows. He can attest to it as a business owner who's been incredibly successful down there. It's amazing what adding an arena without a regular tenant. I guess maybe that's a little bit unfair. The Oilers. Uh, and at the time, the Talons played there. But without a, a true like NBA team like Paycom Center. It's it's blown up and it's been huge for downtown. So I'm not saying Norman Downtown needs any help or anything of that nature, but what it can provide is amazing. And I think that if if you were to ask any single Tulsa that listens to this show or texts in on this show, couldn't imagine downtown Tulsa. You could imagine Tulsa without the BOK Center. It just it's become a part of the fabric of the city. And I think the same thing could happen here with the Norman Arena. And I'm not someone that overly hates on the LNC. I like the LNC. I like the Lloyd Noble Center. I think ingress and egress is easy. Man, I enjoy going to events there. But man, a downtown slash university, North Park, however you want to phrase it, I know that's not truly downtown Norman, but an arena in that area, some of the events it can bring, be freaking awesome.
1: I like this from the text line. Yes, from the 214. Air Comfort Solutions text line, by the way. I know it's probably a pipe dream, but how about a hockey team
0: to play in the new Thank arena? You. You're already working on your next gig. NHL play-by-play guy, Josh Helmer.
1: That's it, yeah. It's 100% what's going on here. <laughs> uh, all right.
0: We got a busy show. But I, this, I don't know how this started. I hadn't planned on getting to this until tomorrow, but we need to talk some portal, and we'll do it next right here on The Ref. Ooh. I'm in the strongly agree, strongly disagree portion of the Team Norman survey, Josh. What do you strongly agree with? Let's see here. Hold on. Let me look at this real quick before we uh, hit the transfer portal news. A new entertainment district anchored by a multi-purpose arena, which could host a variety of events such as concerts, conventions, trade shows, family shows, sporting events, and other programming, will help spur additional private investment through the city by encouraging restaurants, retail, hotel, housing, and commercial development. Strongly agree? Agree? Neither agree or disagree? Disagree? Strongly disagree. Ooh, strongly agree. It's like we're filling this thing out together or something. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Last night, as, as we've learned through this process, and we're blessed to have a guy like uh, Parker Thune on our staff who is as tied into recruiting as anyone on the planet, and we're lucky to have guys like Josh McQuistian and Brandon Drum and, and others that cover recruiting that regularly will come on with us. There's one thing that seems to be constant in the battle over the transfer portal and that one constant is wh- wh- who's visiting whom? Who's going going where? Why 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 don't we have any more information? And sorry. And the one thing that we appear to have learned in all of this, Josh, is the bottom line is it, sometimes teams don't necessarily want those offers out there and and they're not going to ever tell anyone, Hey, don't put this on social media, but you're not going to see some coaches. And I'm not saying Oklahoma's doing this, but just in general, it's harder to track the portal because it's really on that player or that team to say, uh, Oh yeah, we've, we've offered him or your sources within that team, I guess I should say. So sophomore offensive lineman Dylan Wade entered the transfer portal on Tuesday. He started 12 games at left tackle for Tulsa and has already picked up an Oklahoma offer. But Oklahoma's not alone. And, and based on what I saw pop tweet this morning, you know, he's a sideline guy for Tulsa, so he would know. But it, dude's apparently a stud. He already has offers from Auburn, Ole Miss, Missouri, TCU, Cal, Duke, Louisville, and Ohio State have extended offers. So by my count, Josh, that's what, four offensive linemen now that Oklahoma appears to have offered in the portal? Does that number surprise you at all?
1: Not really. They need some serious immediate help right there out of the transfer portal. And really, you know, in the pantheon of what's been good or bad for Oklahoma out of the transfer portal, transfers have been pretty helpful up front for Oklahoma of late. Right. You you know, you think to Wanya Morris, what what he's done here, Chris Murray, McCade, Mataille. I mean, Oklahoma's gotten a lot from transfers up front. So some immediate plug and play guys with some experience. I think OU's definitely in the market for a couple.
0: Yeah, I I think so. I think so. But I, I will add. I there is a part of me that says I like this. Right. This is good. It's good to see them being active in the portal knowing what they're losing on the offensive line. But there's there's also a part of me that looks at it over the last couple of years and says, man, they have committed a lot of scholarships to the offensive line, right? There has been um, a, a lot of guys that have signed here that, all right, are, are they going to be players? Are they going to be factors for this team or what? And that's not – listen, that's not by any stretch of the imagination a shot – at anyone. It's just how many offensive linemen are we going to have on this roster with with the need that is there at you know linebacker, the perceived need there at linebacker, I guess I should say. The need that is there on the defensive line for rotation. There is a lot of bodies that are committed to the offensive line for the University of Oklahoma. But I won't complain whenever I see a name like Dylan Wade. And it makes you feel pretty good about the company that you're in when you're looking you see the likes of Ohio State he also picked up an offer from TCU and USC did the Tulsa left tackle so quite the quite the interesting little nugget out of the portal from last night Dylan Waite enters boom has multiple power five offers including from some of the biggest schools in college football like Oklahoma couple of college, uh, excuse me, high school offers were extended last night. We'll get to those next. Plus, we'll hear from Bob Ballou from CBS Austin on the latest with the Chris Beard saga coming up right here on The Ref.